What's up, guys? I need to change my intro. I say, what's up, guys? What's up, friends, family, coworkers, lovers? Emily here. <laughs> so weird. Um, I just had an incredible weekend in Austin. I met a ton of you, and it was incredible. Paleo FX was awesome. I actually partnered with, you guys know I love PureWad. <gasps> Griffy Poo, hi, buddy. I love PureWad. But they named themselves Equip, so they have an awesome rebrand, and I kind of like it. I'm digging the new name, I'm digging the new logo, but best of all, I'm digging their new products. So they have really great collagen sourced from the United States, all organic grass-fed, and they also have turmeric capsules, which I am all about. So again, the coolest thing is just being with the company that I support and I'm sponsored by and who supports me. And the people are just insane. It's like, we really are all in this together. Like I don't pick companies to work with because they pay me. I pick companies to work with because they really want to make your life better. And that's what this, this company does. So grass-fed proteins, collagens, the whole nine yards. I cannot wait for you guys to try their collagen. As always, use MFIT for a discount code. And I I just for sure couldn't do what I do without the people that support me. And a big piece of that is you. And then it's also my awesome sponsors. But I'm picky and they are definitely one that has checked every box for me. So thank you, Equip. Go check out their new website and their new stuff. Formerly PureWad, now Equip. And this episode is all about bobsled. It's so awesome. I met Lauren Gibbs forever ago. I want to say four years ago. Um, basically, she decided she wanted to change her life and become a bobsledder. And now she is on her way to the Winter Olympics in South Korea coming up next year. So I, it's an incredible story. I love it. She is one of the strongest people I know. Like this girl is a bad bitch. She's the, she's, she's the best. And I hope you love it. I hope you um, follow her journey. I hope we get to watch her on TV together and let's just, yeah, let's go. This is episodes, a cool runnings episode. Uh, also one of my favorite movies. You guys are awesome. Keep listening, keep tuning in, keep sharing, keep putting reviews, whatever you want to do. I love you guys. And I'm heading to Cabo this weekend. So I will be in some sunshine, taking a little bit of a break, but not really, uh, cause I don't know how to do that. And that's my next trip. But after that, I'll keep you posted next week on my happenings and what city I'll be in. And hopefully it's a city near you. All right. Enjoy the, enjoy the episode. <laughs> MFIT Radio. long uh it's been at least a year maybe more two i don't know once after 30 all the years kind of run together yeah the last time we maybe saw each other was when i actually think it was when you out squatted me about a thousand pounds and i went and got my own squat rack (laughs) (laughs) and that was the last time we squatted and that was it you give you still give me shit about this but i mean there's only so much I can take. I can't keep taking off 45 pounds on each side to to partner up. It was just humiliating. Well, I don't squat that much anymore. That's such a lie. I mean, I don't. Like, today I only squatted... What did I squat? 
130 kilos for three. What is that? Like 268. That's not Okay. Well, <laughs> that's my deadlift. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oops. You are definitely on a be strong category for my podcast and I'm so glad you're in town what are you doing in town so I am uh living down in Colorado Springs at the Olympic Training Center uh in February 2018 will be the next Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang South Korea that's awesome. so I'm just getting ready to qualify for the Olympics and when you picked bobsled for your sport I don't know that I picked it you did someone it? else picked it for me okay Jill picked it for me and you were just ready you just wanted to be you know, you're an incredible athlete. You know that you have, like, extreme potential as an athlete. And so you tried out for the... It was a combine kind of type deal. I wish I, it was I wish it was that planned. Yeah. It was like I was at Front Range CrossFit, and Jill was like, how much do you back squat? And I told her. And she was like, how much do you deadlift? And I told her. But can, you just need to say the numbers. Okay. Uh, at the time... <laughs> Let's put some people to at shame. At the time, my back squat max was 375 pounds, and my deadlift max is 425, I think. Yeah. Um, and she was like, can you sprint? And I was like, I don't know. I sprinted in high school. And she was like, you should bobsled. And I was like, people don't actually do that. She's like, yeah, no, you can you can go to the Olympics and do that. And I was like, yeah, but I can't go to the Olympics and do that. Um, I was working in corporate America. I was finishing my MBA. And I was like, dude, I can't go bobsled. I've been sitting on my butt for the past, like, 10 years. And so there was a combine in Colorado Springs. And so I did a few sprints and did a few of the other movements and went down there and uh, scored high enough to be invited to a camp in Lake Placid where I found out pushing a bobsled is very complicated, a lot harder than it looks. Not um, just like a sled push? No. You have to like fall into it, which is super awkward. I love, to get it I love your slow motion videos on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, try and, I try and put those up so people get a better idea of what the movement actually consists of because mm -hmm. it, it's not just running behind a sled it's it's getting the right inelastic movement so that when you are applying force it's all going out instead of up or down or you know in an inefficient direction which makes sense it's kind of like a barbell movement yeah yeah, yeah. trying to go that, straight yeah. up so we call it a horizontal power clean oh yeah oh that's a good visual there you go. yeah i like it yeah and when you i mean did you fall in love with bobsledding right away with like when you're in lake placid when you were out competing was it like now I'm competing and now I'm into it this is what I want yeah it was a, I took my first bobsled run and I thought if I can do anything for a minute and I was like I, I did it and it was the most exhilarating and terrifying thing that I'd ever done ever. yeah um and I thought I could do this get better at it and potentially go to the Olympics and represent my country I'm in that's so awesome yeah and I was I was just bored like I got to a place in my career where I was managing a bunch of people and I was making what I would consider and most people would consider a good living and I had expensive things and I was miserable. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I can't believe I've worked all this, like, this hard to get to where I want to be and now this isn't what I want anymore. And you went to school for, what was business. it? Business. So I went yeah. to Brown, did business undergrad, got my executive MBA at Pepperdine um, and for all intents and purposes, was looking to be a C-level executive, but the conference calls and the suits, like every morning I had to put a suit on, I felt like I was like stealing clothes out of my mom's closet and playing dress up. Like it just didn't, like it didn't buy with who I was. Yep. I'm a strict athleisure kind of girl. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes people, you know, we, whether you're going through school or whether you're just like trying to get to a certain level in your profession, like for me, 
the day I put on a suit, I'm like, yes, I made it. Mm-hmm. I have like this thing for white suits from J. Crew. It's fair. But I only want to do it once, and then I think that's it. Exactly. I think the first day I put the suit on, I felt really like proud of myself. I went to Brooks Brothers and spent an uh, obscene amount of money on this like beautiful suit that didn't quite fit me because... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm athletic. Because you're Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a lot bigger then, too. Um, but then after that, it got old really quickly. Mm. And I was just, you know, bored. Um, I can imagine with yeah. corporate finance. Yeah. I mean, corporate, what was it? Sales. Sales. Yeah, management. Sales. Do you management. miss it at all? No. And so for you, switching to bobsled, like, I mean, not everyone can do, we, we're not as strong as you, but... If they're like, I just love it because it's like, you just did it. What Was there a support system that had to happen or like a push that had to happen? No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't, I feel like my parents are just used to me doing just whatever I want, whenever mm-hmm. I want. My mom is really good at being supportive. My dad is just always terrified that I'm just not going to be okay. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he comes around, and then, you know, all you guys here in Denver were like, yeah, go to the Olympics. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Watch me. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> so your next step, like, you start, com- you go to Calgary for a while. Yeah, so uh, everything starts a lot earlier this year because it's Olympic year, which is crazy. Because I remember when I first started, I thought, I got, I have four years to get this figured out, and I don't know where the time is. So you switched gone. the perfect time. Like yeah. that was when you had to do it. It was literally the perfect time. Like the 2014 Olympic Games that just happened, the women's team won silver and bronze and a bunch of the brakemen had retired. And so they were basically starting from scratch. So um, it gave me the opportunity to be terrible and still make a team where I was being coached every day that allowed me to get better. Um, two-man bobsled? Yeah. So women only have two-man uh, we don't have four women. What is that about? So, I mean, I think part of it is bobsled is a very expensive sport. And I think it's struggling a little bit because it's not a sport you grew up doing in, in high school, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up playing soccer and then volleyball and did track and field. And there's kind of a feeder program for all those sports. There's no feeder program for bobsled. Yeah. So it's just not super popular in North America. It's really popular in Germany. So the women's field just isn't as large because it's popular in countries where unfortunately women's sports just aren't priorities. And so if I'm a small Eastern European country, I'm going to invest money in a already up and running men's program instead of trying to start a women's program because the field's just not big enough. But I have done four women. I was terrified every time I loaded because I'm Were you the a back? motor moron. So I would load it from the side. So I had okay. to like step across my foot, load, and then hop in. I blacked out each time. Oh, my God. I mean, I know you probably get this a lot, but, like, I was very obsessed with Cool Runnings. Uh, When I went (laughs) to my first camp in Lake Placid, my rookie camp, we watched Cool Runnings in the training center. It's so good. Yeah. And it's accurate. No. Okay. No. You cannot carry a four-man sled on ice (laughs) over your shoulder. It's impossible. Those things weigh, like, 600 pounds. That was the best part. It gets me every time. I know. Do you kiss an egg? Is it possible for an egg to stay on crack? Um, I think if I took an egg down with me, it would break <laughs> and be pretty terrible by the time I got to the bottom. So being in a bobsled has been described as like being kicked off a cliff in a trash can or a controlled car crash. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's violent. Oh my sport. God. Have you seen, what are your thoughts on like the solo that I've seen? The solo. solo ski, what's that called? Skeleton. Skeleton. Yes. So, yeah, so USA Bobsled Skeleton is one federation. Got it. So um, 
that actually some of my teammates are down at the training center as well and they just go face first they're crazy that is insane yeah it's fun though and I've the the length of beginning to end is the same and it's about one minute so actually sometimes the track ends like the timing i ends earlier for skeleton but they still slide on the same track from the same start got it yeah oh so my they don't gosh. go quite as fast um but it's you know you're basically on your face the whole time so i love it yeah it's great you can try it you can go to park city and try it you, park city you can mm-hmm. i don't yeah. know man what part would i be this there's two people you're the brake so man for skeleton it's just one person and for mm-hmm. you you're yeah. the brake man mm-hmm. yeah and then, so you'd be in the back and who's in front of you the driver driver yeah how do you choose who's the driver and the brake man brake man's um, like the strong the driver is uh it's a skill you have to learn so our top two pilots are Alana Myers-Taylor and Jamie Grubel-Poser. They both won medals in Sochi. Alana won a silver, Jamie won a bronze. Um, and they've been bobsledding for 10 years and driving for probably six or seven. Um, so it just takes a long time to develop. I unfortunately mm-hmm. started bobsledding at 30, so it's a little late to start. Would you want to be a driver? I, you know, I say I do, and I, I don't know. It's, it's a bigger commitment. It's, uh, and there's a lot of responsibility because yeah. if they screw up, we're on our head. And that's just part of the sport, unfortunately, especially when you're learning. So it's a lot of responsibility. I have the utmost respect for our pilots. They work really freaking hard. And the USA Women's Bobsled Program is an incredibly strong program. Hmm. So, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Is there, like, how can, you know, for me, when you say that bobsled is like, not as relatable I just it kind of makes me sad because I feel like it's like the beauty of the Olympics for me is Mm -hmm. that it's things that are just like that I don't see in a day-to-day life right and for me that like the pinnacle of that would be bobsled like when when do you get to watch people do this yeah so I think it's a sport that people like to support every four years yeah it's not something people realize that we do every season so Mm -hmm. even when I started bobsled I was like ah I'll make a team maybe but I won't have to worry about it for four years. I didn't realize we had a season every season. So mm-hmm. we just got back um, from our season. We finished the end of April. And we had been on the road for 13 weeks. So bobsled's a little weird. Like once you leave to go on tour, you stay there because it costs so much to get the sleds out there mm-hmm. that you just do one competition week after week after week. So we arrive at a stop. We unpack all of our crap. And we have six training runs. Then we race. We pack it all back up, move to the next spot, and then unpack. Do it again. Unpack. Yeah. What's your favorite part of your training? Um, I think the what I enjoy is just seeing what pushing myself has done to my body. So when I started bobsled, I was 205 pounds. And uh, bobsled has a... But you still could do muscle ups. Yes, I and could. I and remember I that. Six pack. I remember that so <laughs> they well. They were slow, but I could do. She, you, you guys, it, it was, was amazing. A, we it would was do a whole lot of women going the, up there. That's how we met. We met at Front Range CrossFit. Yeah. So I, we didn't even say that, but that, yeah. I remember that. I got my like first sequence of maybe five yeah. bar muscle ups, and you're like, "Watch this." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, you win." <laughs> So I think what I love about training is just seeing how things have developed over the three years. When I started, 
I didn't know how hard it was to sprint and like how many mechanics go into sprinting. And I was not a sprinter. I sprinted in high school at a very small, like all girls school that wasn't competitive. And so I was like, yeah, I was fast. You know, I ran against Allison Felix once. She beat me. Um, <laughs> but I didn't realize what, what all went into it. And you don't realize the dedication it takes to try and go to the Olympics. You know, if, if I do get the opportunity to go to the Olympics, I will have worked for four years for four minutes of competing, hmm. um, and my part will be 20 seconds long. So I will have worked for four years for 20 seconds of, of glory, and it's all worth it. Um, but you know, the, the, just what I've had to transform my body into in order to be where I am today is, is incredible. And uh, you know, I obviously have a sports background, but I think part of what's helped me through is just, you know, CrossFit teaches you to push yourself and be okay with pain. And there's a lot of pain in bobsled, so it worked well. <laughs> yeah. And also just especially the patience of the unknown. Like mm-hmm. for me, CrossFit, yeah. no matter what, CrossFit is just somewhat of an unregulated sport because mm-hmm. it's all dependent on the workouts that you're given right. when you're competing. Yeah. So then you have to become really patient and then also really well diverse in yeah. all your fields. Yeah, and that's huge, you know, because you train all this time and you hope you're the one that gets to go to the Olympics and you hope you're the one that gets to stand on top of the podium. But at the end of the day, that's not all in my hands, but what I can do is train every day, Mm -hmm. um, and put myself in the best position. And I think, yeah, that's, that's a big part of it as well. Do you talk to me a little bit about your recovery with like bobsled training? Like have Mm -hmm. your, do you still CrossFit with these workouts at this, you know? So I, I do all sports specific stuff. Now, I mean, some of this stuff, I still do Olympic movements, um, and probably still, mostly like hang power cleans. So yeah, a lot of okay. like off the block power cleans, mm. um, or like close grip snatch, which I hate cause I have oh really long God. arms. Yeah. Um, but I'll do strict pull-ups, uh, and then I'll have things with a time domain so that my rest is timed. So like today I did, um, what did I do? I can't remember five minutes ago. <laughs> I wear a helmet. That's why. Um, really? No. Oh, I, was <laughs> but I do wear a helmet for bobsled. <laughs> Good. When your profession requires a helmet, you're allowed to forget some things. That'd no, be so- amazing if you were training in your <laughs> yeah, helmet no. just so that you were prepared. Yeah, just to get ready. You never know when you're going to go down a bobsled track. No, I did back squats. I did um, like ham glute raise with a, with a barbell and then like an iso hold. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to remember. I can't remember. But like the rest was two minutes in between. So like there's there's a component as far as like the time domain, but it's it's still a little different. I don't do long neck cons anymore. Yeah, you just yeah. need anaerobic. Mm-hmm. So probably all posterior chain for you. Yep. Does that change for the driver as well? Does the driver do that as no, well? No, they do a lot of posterior chain yeah. as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because I'm quad dominant, so mm-hmm. I had to find some hamstrings. For sure. Yeah. And you probably have. Yeah. That's, yeah. So then you could probably deadlift equal amounts, maybe. even without training. Yeah, maybe. I'm curious. I am too. I remember seeing that. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but we were doing kettlebell swings once, and it took. Remember, Brad was like, "No, Gibbs, stop using your quads on kettlebell swings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no matter like, that's what, that's all I have. It's like the one I have quads in a back. That's it. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome. And for your anaerobic stuff, I mean, because it's what a 10 second sprint. No, it's like five. Oh, it's shorter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so this is, and this is where I get into like carbs are necessary for mm-hmm. you. And that's so awesome. Yeah. So I count my macros now. I work with working against gravity. They have been great to me. 
Um, and, and I, this is good for me guys because you guys know my thoughts on low fat diets and I just am really I, she's I'll, mad about my macros I'm so mad about she's so macros. angry about my macros I, and I, but it is okay one a few points you can definitely lose weight with a low fat diet I think it sh- I mean I totally get why you're doing it because mm. you need yeah. those carbohydrates and you, you have to stay I'm at a very low I'm trying to starve weight. the muscle out of my body is uh. what I'm trying to do and so this is the, the thing that I don't love about bobsled um, when I started in the sport the max weight for a sled and the athletes was 340 kilos hmm. so the sled could weigh 170 kilos and then the athletes could, could make up the rest of it they what got is that this- like 780? yeah so everybody could like average 180 pounds and be fine which was perfect for me my body loves being 180 pounds mm-hmm. then they got the idea that if they lowered the weight for women it would attract more women to this sport i guess there's not a lot of 5 foot 10 180 pound women that want to push sleds in eastern europe so they felt like these women were having to push this really heavy sled because you want to be as close to the maximum as possible um, so that means if you're, if you can't make it up in body weight, then you have to put more weight in your sled to push mm. it. And then that makes your, your start slow. So then they dropped it 15 kilos. They took five kilos from the sled and 10 kilos from the athletes. So I had already lost 20 pounds and then had to lose another 10. Mm. So that's why. And it's, I'm just, if you see a picture of me, I'm not fat at all. No. I love my body. If I wasn't bobsledding, I'd be in my perfect weight and I would eat more fat um but unfortunately i'm trying to burn some muscle yeah off that makes and sense. it's it's the ugly side of my sport i would say is that like you know being fit and strong isn't enough i also have to weigh less which is, seems so counterintuitive for right? uh, for an explosive sport and i just well as long as and i asked her this earlier i was like is your brain working well is your, is your memory working well well i like, couldn't it, remember what i did i know earlier, so maybe <laughs> I know. it's not <laughs> So that's my biggest fear is like, you know, just like too low fat for too long is when we can start in the hormone talk, whatever. When you're done bobsledding, come back to me and I'll just, we'll just take it. (laughs) Do you, you've always been strong. Like when's the first time you remembered, go way back, like I'm a strong human being, not a strong, not strong for a girl, not strong for a guy. Like I am a strong person. Uh, As a kid, I mean, I was born with a six pack and I know six packs don't definitely make you necessarily make you strong yeah but like i just remember being in ballet class and i have a picture somewhere i can show you uh just looking around and being like my body doesn't look like everybody else's and how old are you five Mm. uh and then i remember in elementary school i used to go to a co-ed school before i went to high school and they had a football team and i remember in sixth like fifth or sixth grade i could outrun the football team so that's i think when i realized I am maybe a little different. Was that hard? Like, I always, you know, I think people always have this, like, self-acceptance of their strengths. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a little bit harder to accept or they were surrounded by the wrong kind of people. Was mm-hmm. it, were you, like, automatically accepted into it? Like, you know, how the people we're around can shape our yeah. beliefs of ourselves? I always really enjoyed my body. Um, I... I think it bummed me out a little bit in high school maybe because there was just some clothes that di- just didn't look right on me. Mm. But now I go back to those clothes and I look at pictures and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, that just looks stupid anyways. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think we all go through that. Mm. But I never went through a phase where I was like, I wish I didn't have muscle. I think the harder part for me was having big lips and freckles. 
which is funny. But they're so Everybody cute. wants big lips and freckles. <laughs> yeah. So that part for me was, was hard. And like, you know, I always wish my hair was easier to come through, but it was never about like my muscular figure. And I've always been like that. And I think it's because I always had a very clear, uh, outlook on what I was trying to accomplish like I always wanted to play sports in college mm. the sports changed like I wanted to play soccer for the longest time and then like my freshman year of high school I realized I wasn't good enough so I switched to volleyball got it what position were you in volleyball soccer I mean, oh in soccer I was either a midfield or a you striker. know that was my sport yeah we should great, play together no I'm terrible at soccer what do you mean terrible like it's bad like your feet just don't like yeah, sync together yeah no okay I'm a motor moron <laughs> But volleyball was good. Volleyball was great, except I would fly into the net. And I remember my sophomore year, my coach was like, I don't think you've grown into your body yet. And I was like, well, I'm 20. She's like, well, <laughs> all right, we're going to have to work with what you got. But I figured it out and because uh, I started volleyball really late. I started like my sophomore year of high school. Mm. Um, but I, I love volleyball. There's nothing I like really, hitting a ball straight down. I really want to be Misty May. Yeah, she's great. Like, I feel like that's my alter ego in another life. I think or Carrie good, Walsh. I think either of those are a great choice. Right? Yeah. I commented, I don't ever do this because, you know, I have some pride, but Carrie Walsh, <laughs> I totally did. Carrie Walsh is my girl crush. And she posted a video of her in her backyard and I'm mm-hmm. working out and like, mm-hmm. backyard workouts are my favorite. I'm like, oh my God, Carrie Walsh, you need my impact so bad. You would love my impact. She didn't write back. I was like, Rude. 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 She's missing out. <laughs> She's missing out. You should just send her one. I know. I totally yeah. should. Yeah. Purple, maybe. I need to get you one. Yeah. I need to get, would you do purple or orange? I, I think need a, orange. I think so, too. Yeah. All right. I've I should make a to USA love one. love purple, but I was never much of a purple person. Yeah. Yeah. What is, when's your birthday? March 2nd. That's a Aquarius? Pisces. Pisces. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Do you feel like this transition to being bobsled has changed you as a person absolutely what do you think like your top um i think i'm becoming a whole human Mm. through bobsled uh i in most things that i've done if things were difficult i would just move on to something else because there were so many things that i was okay at that i was good enough at that there was never a need for me to struggle so bobsled's the first time that i've struggled and stuck with it um, I think I've learned a lot about conflict resolution and just being uh, upfront with people. Like I just, I've always hated conflict, but when you spend as much time as you do with, as I spend with my teammates, like it's like we eat, sleep, train, compete. By the end of tour, we don't have anything to talk about because everybody is there. Everybody saw what happened at the track. Everybody saw what happened at dinner. Everybody saw what happened at the gym. I mean, the only thing we don't do together is go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's like the re- it's like real world. It's like literally yeah. a challenge yeah. together with Absolutely. people. Absolutely, you yeah. just that you can you just cap out. Yeah, You're, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> By the end of tour, no one looks at each other. We're just on our phones all the time. We just run out of things to say yeah. to each other. Do you ever? And it's crazy too because yeah. you're. And how old are you? Thirty-three. That's so yeah, 33. awesome that you're doing that. See, yeah. age is like such a limiting factor for people. I got people. like old lady strength now. <sighs> I'm in better shape now than I was in college. Like I wish I was in this good of shape when I played volleyball in college. Uh, I would have destroyed some people. I feel the same about yeah. soccer. I'm yeah. like, 
I wish I wish I could go back and be like this. Yeah. Tell, oh, recovery, because I want to know, because you have to hit that all the time, more so than anything. Yeah, so um, I probably spend an equal amount of time recovering as I do training, um, and a big part of that is sleep. Hmm. Like, it's amazing what sleep will do for your body, and, like, your body will heal so much of itself if you get enough sleep. Um, How many and, hours do you get? It's hard because I go to bed and I get, <laughs> this is so dorky, like I get excited for my workout the next day, so I have trouble falling asleep. That is the cutest. I feel, and I also get excited for my oatmeal the next day, so I love oatmeal. <laughs> what do you put in your oatmeal? Just a little brown sugar. I love it. It's so good. Like I love oatmeal so much. Oatmeal's really good. That I get excited about it and I can't fall asleep sometimes. <laughs> like last night I had trouble falling asleep because I was like, oh, I get to sprint. And for me, I just, I really started enjoying working on things that I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. It's like I finally tapped into that part of my ego where I had to just put that away. And I realized if I just really worked hard on things I wasn't good at, eventually I'd get better at them. Uh, oh, shocker. But right? it's so hard for people it's, to do. Uh, I for struggle. Me, I'm yes. the worst at that. Oh, so much pride. It's why I wasn't any better at CrossFit. I was like, mm-hmm. I can't walk on my hands. I never walk on my hands. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not functional. Yeah, <laughs> there's always a reason not yeah, to do it. Exactly. But then when you tap into that, your like potential's limitless. Yeah, it's my now it's my sprinting, my favorite thing to do. So sleep, I try and get eight hours. If I can get nine, I will. But most of the time, I I can only get seven because I wake up and I get excited. Um, and then just a lot of foam rolling and stretching and a proper warm up is huge. Like you have to make sure your body's ready to do what you're going to ask it to do. Um, talk to me about your favorite warm up. Someone just posted that in there. Like my warm up for my strength program that I have for people, I like put the sequence on and I think it's great, but mm-hmm. I do when you're lifting heavy yeah. or about ready to like go basically load your CNS. Yeah. Like what is your kind of go-to? So when I, um, all my workouts are combo. So I will do my sprint stuff in the morning and then my lift afterwards. Uh, so by the time I get to my lift, I'm usually already warmed up. So I just go from one thing to the next, uh, because it kind of emulates what we do on tour. We'll slide and then lift after. Mm. Um, so depending on whether I'm doing like upright running or just, uh, just like building up running, I have two different warm-ups, and they, it's mostly like track drills and like stretches and dynamic mobility and stuff like that. Cool. So it takes about 30 minutes. That's not, the whole warm-up? Yeah. That's way more than people do. Yeah. It's <laughs> way more than I used to do. Yeah. And like I get so like just bored with it, mm-hmm. but and I'm so impatient, but my workouts are so much better when I'm warm properly. It's Crazy, not, right? Isn't it's, that weird? It's true, though. And it's like, if you think about it, spend an extra 15 minutes to not spend 40 minutes trying to like roll out in between your sets because you're not warmed up and then like squatting or benching like crap because you're not warmed up i talked about this a lot when matt chan was coaching me um i love him i love i love him too so last year you were gone you missed out on my like Die hard CrossFit stage. I miss out on everything. I went all in. Yeah. Last <laughs> summer, I went all committed? in. I fully committed. You went red? I went red and I loved it. And so I had Matt Shane as my coach. Um, I did the Wyoming Open. I was like, you know, I, if I really put this time and energy into it, I'm ready for 
the open and mm-hmm. regionals and then, you know, then pack. But with Matt Chan as my coach, one of my favorite things is talking about routine mm-hmm. and just systemizing your training mm-hmm. to emulate your competitions. Yeah. Like really working on just like, it's my mental time to just put yourself in the zone. Yeah. It's so crazy how disconnected my clients are sometimes or myself. Like you're just checking, going to the gym to check off the box mm-hmm. versus like when you can put your whole mental, like your everything in yourself to, yeah. to the workout or to the movement, how much more effective it is. Yeah. I've had to get rid of my phone because of that reason. Yes. That's yeah. a great my point. My coach made me do it. I can't take credit for that one. That's a really good He was like, hey, point. no phones. And I was like, ugh. And the first day it was terrible. But it's like I had my phone out today and I was like texting my workout. First round of my workout sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. It's a good point. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm that actually I'm gonna just do that mm. because I no longer I'm the last CrossFit workout I've done outside of my own CrossFit workout I do at the athletic mm-hmm. club, I put headphones in and so I'm always with my phone. Yeah. CrossFit, you literally don't have time to look at right. your phone. You're listening to your coach. Right. You kind of have like a group around you. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. I'm going to do yeah, that. Yeah, so I started because I used to keep my workouts in my phone, and that was, like, the worst. Because the second I pick up my phone, I have the worst ADD. I'm like, oh, Instagram. Oh, and I was like, wait, why did I pick my phone up? So I don't look at my workout. Then I go back to do my workout. I don't remember my reps, so I go back to my phone, and it's a vicious cycle. So now I've been writing it down. Old school. So smart. Yeah. I also, actually, I didn't think about this recently because I finally got Bluetooth headphones. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it took me so long, mm-hmm. but I finally got them. And that way, I, my phone doesn't have to be on my right. being. Yeah. Which it shouldn't be anyway, because, like, you know. It's bad for you. Yeah, yeah, right? It shouldn't be touching your skin or no. your head. Yeah. We're crazy. Like, sure. I have, like, the best laundry detergent, but I'll put my phone next to my head for <laughs> six hours. <laughs> You'll do all this stuff and eat the right food and then stick your phone right Yeah. There. <laughs> and we don't even think twice. It's no. just a phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, I love what you said about the commitment thing, where you ha- are forcing yourself to commit to something. For somebody that's, like, having a hard time committing, for you, it was like, this is my choice. I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm all in. What if there's nothing as big as bobsled, where it's hard for them to commit, where it was kind of like, you know, do you have any advice for that? It's okay if you don't. That's a big yeah, question. Yeah, no, I think it, it doesn't have to be huge, you know, and it doesn't have to be, I mean, at the end of the day, I just, my intention is to win an Olympic gold medal in February. <sighs> I just got goosebumps. Me too. Every oh. time. I get teary-eyed every time. Every time I go to the top of the bobsled track, I get teary-eyed. Gibbs, that's so amazing. I'm an emotional person now. Well, oh. it's okay. <laughs> you, this is a big deal. Yeah, but I think that you just have to find something that you genuinely enjoy. Um, there's a there's a talk that I listen to. Have you heard of Eric Thomas? No. He, he I, don't, I can never remember the name of this speech, but it's called, it's something like, How Bad Do You Want It? or something like that. And one of is my, it on YouTube? Yeah. One of my favorite lines is, um, you know, you don't, like, until I have to pay you nothing to do what you do. You oh, I, I mean? totally have heard this. Yeah. And I, I listen to that before every race. And it's like, you've got to find something that you genuinely love. Like, I love 99.9% of the sport of bobsled. Yeah. Like, I love that it's a blue collar sport and we do most of the maintenance on like before race day. Like nobody's gonna sand my runners. Like I'm gonna sand them. We're gonna wash the sled ourselves. You know, we'll help the mechanic with some of the sled work. We move the sleds around. Um, you know, we make sure they get transported to the next spot. 
we don't drive the truck because none of us can drive stick, but <laughs> the coaches do. Can I teach you how to drive yes, stick? please do. I'm a great teacher. Okay, good. I need to learn. I'm terrible at it. Erica tried to teach me. I oh, can't oh, do it. I, <laughs> totally, I totally but want to teach you. I think um, when it comes to just motivating, one, you have to decide it's a choice, right? You have to decide that you are tired of being a person that lets yourself down all the time. Oh, yes. Because it sucks to let yourself down. So is it better to suffer for a little while or continue to let yourself down? And the suffering, surprisingly, there's usually less suffering that you have to do than you think there's going to be, but you you never take the time to commit to it long enough to even find out. Mm -hmm. You know, with sprinting, I went... um, my coach works out of Arizona, a company called Altus, and I was there for three weeks. And in three weeks, my sprinting improved, like, exponentially. And I've been trying to learn to sprint for three years. And I finally was like, he's like, you need to come to Arizona and train directly under me this summer. And I was like, fine. And it was more expensive, and it was less convenient, but it worked. Mm. And so it's like, you just have to make a choice. Would you, would you rather be miserable because you continue to let yourself down, or would you rather take the risk of failing and potentially reach a height or a level that you never thought was possible. So good. I was in a panel about you know women who lift and at Paleo FX this weekend. Mm-hmm. And Dutch, do you know Dutch? Apparently he used to be at Front Range CrossFit. The name sounds familiar, but um, I'm terrible with names. I am too. It's <laughs> a big Olympic lifter out of okay. Dallas or Fort Worth, Fort Worth, Texas, um, a coach. And he said, uh, when the pain is big enough, change will happen. Mm-hmm. And I always say, when you get tired of your own shit, mm-hmm. change will happen. Yeah. I love Absolutely. You said it way more eloquently. I like that a lot. I couldn't repeat it if you asked me. <laughs> more fat. <laughs> yeah, fat. Damn you, fat. <laughs> um, what kind of supplements are you on? Just out of curiosity. Cause- so I like try and take a lot of natural stuff so like i uh, my body likes to be inflamed have you heard of being a and a positive a and a positive a and a positive is antibody so it means my body is predisposed to autoimmune but you disease. don't have autoimmune no they thought i had lupus and i could potentially develop lupus someday but I currently don't have lupus. And you've checked for like a couple different autoimmune stuff yeah. and nothing. They, they, the USOC just takes so much of my blood. <laughs> yeah. Take it all. They're flying me to Utah to see a nephrologist because I have a high That's creatinine crazy. clearance. It's, well, it's crazy that it's the, the ANA is showing up, but there is no autoimmune. Well, it runs in my family. Oh. So uh, ANA is a marker. Yeah. So I take a lot of things because autoimmune is all about inflammation. So I take a lot of ginger and turmeric root. And stuff like that and then uh do you take resveratrol at all no what's that that's a really good one to I'll pair with turmeric i'll just throw it in there <laughs> just throw <laughs> just it in just there sprinkle it on my it's oatmeal safe. it's safe <laughs> i have some in my fridge i'll give you some excellent yeah so uh, i try and find natural um supplements because like you know if you get on the the other train then you're always taking it because as an elite athlete, I'm always in some kind of pain. Mm. Like my body's fine-tuned to push a sled. If I don't warm up and try and run down the street, everything's going to cramp. So you're always in some sort of pain. And it's funny because people look at me like, oh, you're such a great athlete. Like you want to go do the incline? I'm like, no, I wouldn't make it. I totally asked you. Yeah, (laughs) I would not make it. June 24th, doing the incline, guys. I will will be down there. So I'd love to see you all, all down there. 
but I won't do it because if it's not going to help me push a bobsled faster, then there's just no point. It's not your point. focus. Yeah. It makes sense. But afterwards, I'll do some cardio. Perfect. Yeah. I might want to try rugby or boxing. So. Oh, I'll join you for 2020. those. 2020. I want to go to 2020 Tokyo. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Do you... Okay, final question. Mm. What's your spirit animal? I'm a glitter ox. A what? A glitter ox. What is a glitter yeah, ox? Well, I'm very glittery. Like I, I'm a very sparkly person. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I'm rather large. And so we just put glitter in front of the ox. Can I read you ox? Yeah. Okay, let's Absolutely. see if I have ox in here. I have to have ox. I'm also strong as an ox. <gasps> see, bull or musk ox? Which one would you... Well, Jasmine's the bull. So I'm probably a musk ox. The musk ox. ox. I've never heard of a musk me ox. Me neither. This is going to be exciting. We'll see if it sounds like me. Oh, this is what it looks like. Oh, that's definitely me. Look okay. at the hair. Let's check. It kind of looks like a water buffalo. <laughs> it does. Okay. Tell me if this is true. By the way, guys, this is my Stephen Farmer Animal Spirit Guides book. <laughs> your easy-to-use handbook for identifying and understanding your power animal. You find strength in numbers and enjoy being surrounded by friends and family. Oh, nailed it. You maintain a primal connection with the ancient earth. I don't know what that means. Mm, it would be kind of like need to be in nature, barefoot, makes you happy. Oh, That's yeah. kind of what I think yeah. of. You're very protective of your children and any others who are in, in your charge and expect friends and others in your family to support you in your staunch protectiveness. Are you, wow. Are you protective? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I've always been the big friend, so yeah. Yep. It's your duty. <laughs> You're, oh, this is, I don't know if I think, you never back down from a challenge. I think that's true. Do you have short legs? No. Yeah, I don't know. I have the opposite of short legs. Look, just because just I have it, we're going to do bull. Okay. Because there's a difference between power animal and then the animal that you call upon. Mm. So some people think their, their spirit animal is actually what they like are attracted to. Mm-hmm. So like turtles, for example. This is like such a tangent, but I thought for the I thought for the longest time I was a turtle, mm-hmm. and then I looked at turtle and it's like you're calm and peaceful and wise. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so not me. Yeah. So it's like what I, I call upon. I think you're peaceful and wise. Oh, I appreciate that. I don't know if you're calm. I'm but, definitely not calm. But you're not not calm in a negative way. If that makes sense. Yeah. You're calm, okay. You're not calm in a positive way. I like that. There's a lot of double negatives, but I think maybe one day I'll be a turtle. Yeah. Okay, in your, in your I think you're a bull. Okay. You're a very powerful individual, extremely protective toward your mate and your family. Mm-hmm. When you want something, you're very determined and resolute, which some would even call stubbornness. Oh, yeah. You value commitment highly. Once you commit to something, you stay in it for the long haul. You finally committed. Mm-hmm. This might be you. You carry yourself with an air of nobility and expect that others will respect and understand that aspect of you. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. I think you're a bull. I think so, too. Sorry, Jasmine. <laughs> but it's a bull ox. So this one's just bull. Oh, sorry, Jasmine. Um, <laughs> it, it said uh, something about ox. Ox they didn't have. They went mm. to bull. Maybe it is an ox. Yeah. My brother's a Taurus. Oh, definitely a bull. Yeah. Bull trait. Yeah. I'm so glad that we got to talk. And I cannot wait. What, so what, where can they find you? What can How they can... Can they so, keep posted on your journey? Yeah, my uh, probably the best way. I love Instagram, so my Instagram is la gives eighty four. My Twitter's the same, but I feel like if you follow Instagram, you don't need Twitter. Yeah, um, <laughs> I do like Twitter for like the occasional Game of Thrones rant. Yeah, I don't. I never watched that show. Good. You know why That's I never good. watched it? Because I have an addictive personality, and I don't have time. 
to get into another show because I'm still hanging on to Grey's Anatomy, and yes, that is still on. I had no idea that still existed. Yeah, that's usually the question. I thought everyone died. Well, um, somebody just left the show in the season finale, but she didn't die, so she could always come back. Okay. Yeah. Well, Game of Thrones, when you're ready for it. I will. Post-bobsled. I think post-bobsled, I'll have to... Because, like, I will binge watch it. Like, I got really into um, Locked Up, the prison shows on Netflix, <laughs> and watched all of it in South Korea. <laughs> there. That's amazing. It was, it was terrifying. So good. I would not survive in prison. Oh, well, let's just not go there. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I haven't even heard of that. Uh, and you blog. I do. So I have a Huffington Post blog that I, like, when the mood strikes, I, my last blog was about when I got sick in Korea, which was not fun. Oh. It's not fun to be sick in a foreign country. I'm going to read that. I haven't yeah. read that yet. Yeah. And for you, you're bit, like kind of ramping up. I know you're training, and but like, where, how can we keep posted on your Olympic journey? Yeah, I think Instagram's probably the easiest. Cool. Yeah, because then it's like all in one place, and you get pictures and videos of me lifting and being stuff like being that. strong. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks this for having is, me. I'm so glad you're in Denver to yeah, do I know, this. Right? It's great. And we're gonna go get dinner, guys. Yeah, food. <laughs> My favorite. With no fat. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>